Welcome to That's So Retrograde. Hey. We're your fearless leaders. Here we are out in the tundra, guiding you through the world of wellness and all of its highs and lows, swinging from branches, traversing streams, having some laughs. Levitating. Yeah. When we can. Praying. Always. To the gods of the green juices that we may deliver you information and love on a weekly basis. Who are you? I'm Elizabeth Cott. Hello, I'm Stephanie Simbari. And here we are coming to you from West Hollywood, California. Uh, praise. Praise the convenience of a WeHo recording studio. Steph has recovered from her food poisoning. It was not the E. coli that is being passed around through Romaine on the East Coast. Thank you for all of those who are concerned. Even though my dad was aggressively trying to tell me that I had E. coli and salmonella, I was like, I've been sick for eight hours. I think we can scale back the fear mongering. Let me have but 24 it, it with was, the vomiting. It was a little um, too close to home in terms lot. of like the news Weird break timing. with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was only sick for, you know, 24 right. full hours. Uh, but then you came down with a little birthday hangover? A little post- well, I was going to say I threw up too, but that was because oh, it was my birthday. Different vibe. <laughs> you did? The next morning. It was like a one and done, like quickie. Oh, thank God. Because it, you know, it can go like one of two ways. Can, if you throw up one time, it sometimes turns into a whole journey. You know what? I, I realize I'm not ready to talk about throw up yet. Yeah. I'm sorry to even bring it up. Also, um, can I like call shade on Italy though? Because they like, I talked to their social media people. They were like, Armander's going to reach out to you as an apology and no one ever did. So I guess I need to follow up and ask for some free stuff. I think I think you should do that without question, but right? I'm surprised that no, they didn't reach out to you. I know. Like, you'd think that they were running a tighter ship over there. I, literally, it was so funny because I mentioned in my story, I was like, thanks for the food poisoning, Italy. And then they didn't see that story until it had already disappeared. And then they're like, just sent a heart. And I wrote like, no, not a heart. I got food poisoning. Like, it was Don't like, you heart me. I'm like, uh, pay attention to what's in the story before you're just like blindly thinking that I'm an obsessive customer sucking your D. Right, which is not the case. You were until that moment. Yeah, I mean, I was a big, I mean, I am a big fan, but there was something. That ain't right, kid. And you know, someone reached out to me and said they got also got food poisoning from Italy. So yikes. Food poisoning, thorn, thorn. Um, yeah. So I did have the birthday. Um, you had food poisoning. I might have had tequila poisoning. That's okay. <laughs> I'm ending. I'm done with Whole Thirty. Yes. Give us an update. And I'd like to say that I'm not sponsored, but open to it because I'm legitimately out here proselytizing Whole Thirty. I mean, I got you the fucking book for your birthday. You, did. you weren't even interested in the diet. When people ask me how's my life, I just launch into a launch whole thirty it. pitch. Evangelist. I'm yeah, I'm evangelizing the whole thirty the whole message. 30 diet just because I believe in it so much and it made me feel so good. Yeah, I'm I'm ready for it. I, I'll I'll be here to support you. Thank you. Um, and anyone else who's 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 a whole thirty curious, come at your girl. Uh, I can tell you a lot of things about my experience. I think. Having a support group is crucial. Don't do it alone. And push through the first week and it's golden. You're I mean, sailing. I legitimately didn't want to go off of it. Um, and then I got a little bit drunk on Joey's birthday and had gluten-free pizza. Oops. But it was really good and it was worth, worth it. it. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't poop for 48 hours after that. Worth but it. it was <laughs> really worth it. All of that weird rice flour was really stuck inside my gut. Yikes. Yeah, see, that's the thing you get to realize when, you're, when your system's all cleaned out. Right. Weekend wellness. I'm regular. Weekend wellness. <laughs> also, Kanye's tweets. That's, that's all we have to say. Okay. And also, Kourtney Kardashian fighting for... 
beauty companies to talk about what chemicals are used in their products and why. Perfect. I mean, basically, our weekend wellness just comes down to things on E and Bravo, but we're but, open to other suggestions. Yeah, so drop us a line. <laughs> yeah, if anyone out there wants to act as a that's a retrograde unofficial field reporter, field reporter and intern for weekend wellness, please bring it to us. Yeah. Shall we get to our interview? I think so. We have so much to cover. It's such an amazing conversation. Jacob Tobio, welcome to the show. We love you so much. Glad to have you here. Writer and fashionista extraordinaire. Hey now. We actually met at South by Southwest. We were so typical. I know. I oh saw you. We were at <laughs> Allie and Steve's uh, live podcast sit in and they were interviewing Xavier Schipani. Um, and I saw your outfit and I was like, marry me. <laughs> and then we were fast friends. And then we got engaged. Yeah. And now we're married. And yeah. Surprise. We're going to do a fall, like early fall wedding. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I yeah. love it. My birthday's in November. Perfect. That's perfect. We'll get married in October and then you get like double gifts. That'll oh, be great. I love that. I love gifts. Yeah. So Jacob, <laughs> you're a non-binary superhero of sorts. Um, of can sorts. we call that call yeah, it that? So yeah. I just want to roll off a few of your credits just so we can get a little bit of background and then you know we can all have a love fest. So you are a writer, producer, and author of the forthcoming memoir, Sissy, with Sissy. Penguin Random House. Sissy. Named in the <laughs> Forbes 30 under 30. Jacob has served as a Are you under 30? Yeah. <laughs> Jacob Same. has served as yeah, a social media producer for the season four of Transparent. <gasps> Jacob works in activism and has been featured in Time Magazine, New York Times, Washington Post, BuzzFeed, Playboy, The Guardian, and other things. And I just think you're like really helping to shift the conversation and the uh, built in stigmas around gender and like what perhaps like what we were raised with or what generations behind us were. And that's why we were excited to have you on today. And I feel mm. like we think of ourselves as like woke people, but we're not totally sure how to have the conversation. Mm. So we want to like be educated so we can move forward and mm. no longer question if it's okay, how we're speaking on this subject. Mm. Well, I mean, I think the thing for me is it's like, it's not that like, it's not, you know, I think, I think people get like really squeamish and like scared around like trans and like gender nonconforming stuff mm -hmm. only because, you know, we're like, like the, the trans movement itself has sort of dawned in an era of like call out culture and in an right. era of like, if you mess up on Twitter, your life is over. Yeah. And them culture. Right. Right. Yeah. And it's like, and I'm just kind of like, yeah, but, but when we talk about like dealing with real live human beings who are like messy, weird people who are like imperfect and not like perfect social justice robots online, you know, <laughs> like there's like, there's error, like there's margin of error and like people have to learn and people have to figure stuff out like bit by bit, you know totally. what I mean? Um, and so I don't know. I'm not like, like, you know, I feel like I feel like there's a lot of anxiety that folks have now. And I'm just like, oh, damn, we really messed up as a movement if everyone's anxious. Well, I think it's just because people want to be respectful. And right. also when I think the emerging conversation really started, it was it's it's trigger. It's triggery because mm. people don't know. And then it's like, what do I it's uncomfortable. I think with for us, it was like we had a conversation with someone early on where it was all about the they mm -hmm. and then that's confusing too and then you're like not meaning to mess it up but then you're like i'm conditioned to say he or she and i'm not trying to be disrespectful right. but now i'm saying they and that also feels so weird to me because i feel like i'm talking about a group of people <laughs> like right, it's like right, right. it's not even a matter of being touch it's not really like we're touchy we're just like what how do we 
what do we do? No one got, came out. Like I read all your articles and I was like, yes, like we need your voice <laughs> yes. because you're putting it in such a like clear way and, and you're saying don't be afraid to have the conversation also, and i feel like in the mm. beginning it was like be afraid to have the conversation you're making it mm. like not so serious to the point of like mm. you say one wrong thing and you know the end end them type of thing you're like here's the perspective and like to to let's widen you know everyone's perspective in yeah return. and like that's kind of my whole ethos like as a as like a writer and as like a you know a creator and as a like public intellectual as an yeah. intellectual but you like are an intellectual some yeah on, on good days on like thursdays and some tuesdays <laughs> i can be, an, she can be an intellectual no one's intellectual on monday that's too much to yeah, ask. No. Well, yeah and i'm certainly not a sunday intellectual no way um but you know i, I feel like for me what's what's so what I really invest, what I'm invested in right now, especially, and and you know, I think, I think when the book comes out, which you know, that's not going to be till like next spring. It's still a while down the way. Um, but you know, so much of what what my goal is is like, I don't know how we we did it, but we got into this place where people were like, oh, the solution is that we just have to take gender super seriously yeah. all the time, mm, right? Yeah. That this must never be a laughing matter, and I'm like. I'm sorry, but like I'm functionally incapable of taking things too seriously for like more than five to ten minutes. Yeah. Like just as a human being, I'm not wired that way, you know, and, and also for me, it's like, well, if we take gender super seriously, like isn't part of the problem that the structure is so serious? Thank you for you saying know? that. I've, like, I've, I've wanted to say that, but then I'm like, I'm not really the person to say this. But exactly. It's like if you take it so seriously, then you're saying that, like, I still subscribe to the system that took it seriously Right. To begin with. And like gender freedom looks like gender playfulness. Right. You know, like mm -hmm. gender freedom looks like gender chill. Mm. You know what I mean? <laughs> gender and chill. Like, That's the title of the episode. Right. Amazing. <laughs> and it's like, and it's not that, and it's not to suggest that like people shouldn't still have their pronouns respected and shit. You know, it's right. not to suggest that like, like gender chill certainly doesn't look like misgendering a trans woman. You know what right. I mean? Like, it, like gender chill is like, gender chill is just being like, oh, hey, like, so, you know, like, hey, dude. And someone be like, oh, actually, I don't like dude. I'm, I'm like, actually identify as like a woman. And there's someone be like, oh, okay, so totally sorry. I didn't realize you didn't like that right. word. No big deal. Anyway, won't use it anymore. Right. And like, we're moving on. Right. You know? I think yeah. that um, I feel like uh, uncomfortable asking because mm. again, there's, there, that's the like severity yeah. of it. And mm. so I've, I've felt like, um, so like what's the, so just asking you would say is yeah. the way to approach that. Well, and it's like and it's asking like there's like it's about like the way you ask right. too. You know what I mean? It's like if you go and you're like and you're just like and you're just like so I have this question. <laughs> and it's you know I don't I don't want to put you on the spot. Right. This, I don't want I don't want to make this weird, but I just and you're like at a dinner party with 12 other people right. at the table all listening to this moment and you're right. like but I just I just am not quite sure That's what not the vibe. your gender pronouns are could you help me you know like that's awkward as fuck yeah because that's just awkward as fuck right like, like, like calm down grandma there's right, no chill in that right but if you're just like oh hey like you know oh sorry what, what pronouns do you use and then someone's like oh yeah i use she her it's like oh, okay cool great and then you like move on so what's your um identify like how do you identify and then what mm. are your pronouns so i i identify as like gender non-conforming gender queer trans non-binary gender fluid i like lots of different terms okay. like i'm into like layer cake of identity you know like i'm not into like having one flavor i'm into mm -hmm. like let's just like stack that shit yeah you know and like like cake icing cake icing cake icing more icing people mm -hmm. are like it's the icing on the cake and i'm like i got icing throughout berries the whole thing. in the yeah, center berries in the center. yeah what are those called <laughs> sweet lady jane cakes yes yeah. mm -hmm. <laughs> 
uh-huh. Right. So, you know, like, I, so for me, I use lots of different words to mm-hmm. describe my gender identity, but mm-hmm. like, you know, but they're all, I mean, they all mean similar things. Okay. You know what I mean? I'm just kind of like, people are like, hi, there's man and there's woman. And I'm like, hi, I'm just not really in either of those, or at least, or at least like not super into being in either of right. those. You know, like, not and I ca- think that right. that is where like the spot is of, um, I don't want to use the word trigger of like unsuredness mm-hmm. around someone who might not relate to that because growing up, um, you know, I think the one thing that like is never questioned or in our generation wasn't questioned. It was like there's a man and woman bathroom. There was like if someone's pregnant, it's like, what are you having? Is it a boy right. or a girl? Like that was that's like conditioning that I had never even thought about until I was 18 right. years old. And like men and women as categories are absolute. Like it's, it's only either one or the other. And I'm just kind of like, well, I mean, you know, like, yeah, like that's what we're all taught or whatever. But like that doesn't, but that that's never been sociologically true. But see, you know? that's what I love. Like I was reading your article earlier and I love like the thing that, that I think you're really touching on, which I think is, look, it's cool to identify as and change your pronouns like I love all that stuff but mm. I think the point that you're making is so much broader than just that interpersonal like moment of of that Preference. which is yeah which is really just mm. like we've put people into fucking boxes right based on their gender based on okay so like you were saying as a young boy it's like you wanted to dance and you wanted to express yourself and you wanted to have fun and it's like well that's not what boys do yeah or a girl is like super like powerful and it's like that's not what girls do and like right. I think that's a much that's like the really overarching spiritually powerful part of the conversation for me of like Mm. the movement is like yes stop telling people what their gender is supposed to be and i think in like a hundred years no one's going to give a fuck about a pronoun Mm. because people are going to be allowed to just like exist in their individuality right and i mean for me it's like it's about gender self-determination right you know Mm. that just like we all deserve the right to say how we how we understand ourselves we all deserve the right to say um you know how we want to be treated and we Mm -hmm. all deserve the right to express ourselves in in non-harmful ways you know in ways that are not harmful towards others totally right within whatever boundaries work for us totally you know and like and i think that's the thing that's also you know that 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 also i try and push beyond within kind of within some of this you know some of this like very individualistic like like sort of um millennial digital like essay writing and digital thinking Mm. you know so much of it is about like here's how I want you to treat me. Here's how I like, this is about how I want to be treated. This is about how I want to be understood. And I'm kind of like, no, no, this is about how like we should be understood. 100%. Like I'm, I'm as interested in how you should be treated as I am about how I should be treated. Because the rules that undergird how we both should be treated, like the rules that, that, that protect my human dignity, protect your human dignity. You know, like we're tied in together. Yeah. And I don't think it's a coincidence that like the trans movement is having such a gigantic voice right now at the same time that like the me too movement is having such a gigantic voice because it's really two different sides of the same conversation Mm -hmm. where women for so long are like put into a certain like box where they're having to endure certain kinds of treatment because like that's just how the fucking power structure was and if you don't like that's you know your definition of being a woman well (laughs) guess you're not going to make it in this world because you don't want to suck that dick right like that's pretty much like it's part of the conversation too because it's like when you think about when you think about like the history of the women's movement like the women's movement has been a a trans movement since the beginning yeah of course because like when you think about i mean when you think about like 
like, you know, suffragettes, like fighting to vote, right? Like what was that viewed as? That was viewed as being gender nonconforming, mm-hmm. right? Like they a were, man. Right. They were literally fighting to be like, no, fuck whatever you think being like a man or like a woman is. We want to be people with power and agency and the ability to determine our lives. I love that. And like, that is still the clarion call that I have today. You know, mm-hmm. it's like the roots of the feminist struggle have always been about gender nonconforming people and about being able to break out of the box that you've been placed in. I would even go mm. as far to say just non-conforming people like yeah, from period. gender and beyond. Right. Yeah. People who are like, I don't think this structure is working for me. Just yeah. it feels wrong. And that's like what you were talking about in, in your article. You're just like, it doesn't feel like true for me. And if mm-hmm. it doesn't feel true for me, it mm. must not feel true for other people. And you were talking about having confidence to like do you. Yeah. So mm. the that article stuff is referring to, it was titled a letter to teenage boys about masculinity from Broadly, which is part of Vice. And Mm. the quote, which I love is, um, with only a touch of confidence, you can build a world that leaves more space for your personhood, kindness, and sensitivity. And I wanted to ask you, like, where do you get your confidence from? Hmm. I think I mostly get my confidence. There's, There's sort of this, like, I get it. I get it from history, but in a way that feels like spiritual. Okay. You know, like... Like my relationship to like queer and trans history and to sort of my my trans sisters. Um, wow, is that trademarked? I mean, I don't want to trademark it because I'm like it should be everyone's. Like everyone totally. should get it. But right? just I think just for like a book that you maybe might... I'll, I'll title a book that, but I still yeah. want to trademark it. I'll right. be like, no, I don't. Yeah. I don't like. I, don't I love be like... how like for and of the people you are with this. Well, yeah, like especially with the. I mean, because it's like I don't, I don't. I feel like owning words that are about community is just like gross. Right. You know, like yeah. I heard that someone was trying to like. I heard that someone was in D.C. was trying to trademark the term resist. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, literally get out of here. Does the trademark come with the exclamation point? Or I, don't know. I, was like, I was like, I want to make shirts that say resist trademark Re- copyright. Right. <laughs> I will say Chris Jenner um, trademarked Momager. I'm not mad at that, though. Yeah, I well, mean, anyone comical. deserves to. To take it? Go yeah. for it. Let me tell you, just like this is a tangent, but Please we're going to get back on the confidence point of the spiritual <laughs> yeah. like, transcestorship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's we'll confident a, enough to go on a tangent. Put there a you go. On transcestor. Mm, mm. Oh, but I use they pronouns. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, like, I'm sorry. Oh, no, it's fine. But see, like, this exactly. is the moment of like, see, it's like chill. You know what I mean? Yes. This is not like, oh my God, you're in trouble. It's just like, oh, like, I actually use they <laughs> my pronouns. Preference. So, like, they're, they're going to go on a tangent. Okay. Fab. Yeah, it's Thank like, you. and we do that all the time. We actually use singular, like, they, them pronouns right. without realizing it. Like, yeah. where'd they go? Right. I'm talking about one person. Right. And no one's like worried about that. You know? Right. It's fine. Right. Anyway. Um, so my thing is like Chris Jenner is like, I think, you know, I mean, I like within that entire empire family, like I'm I'm like interested in like, you know, everyone, but Chris Jenner's one where I'm like, you're the genius. Oh, yeah, yes. Elizabeth's obsessed with her. She's like, my spirit animal. Yeah, she's like my like like I'm like, how do you do what you do? Like Teach me everything you know. Have you watched her infomercials from like the? Oh my god, she's no. like selling scented candles <gasps> in the nineties. Ev- oh my god, everything. Actually, it's she's like just I think it's hustle. the late eighties, even late eighties. Yeah. yeah, it wow. started with Gorgeous. her and Bruce, and then it went to just her because she, that's how she helped revive Bruce's career. Wow, there's just so much. I love her. She's so brilliant. I'm just kind of like, if you ever want to call me, and we can like, like that's. Mm. Um, anyway, so you know, like when I think about when I think about where my confidence comes from, is like you know, it's it's about. Channeling Chris Jenner. Yes. Uh, other, uh, yes. That's it. That's it. That's <laughs> it. Bye. Basically. We're Bye. done. Here. We're done. We're finished. Since Drop the mic. childhood, I've <laughs> right. been just channeling Kim yeah. Jenner. <laughs> yeah. I've just been like, what would Chris do? Although, honestly, it's not a bad way to think about yourself. Because I feel like the thing is, like, when you ask yourself, like, what would Chris Jenner do? What you're really saying is, like, 
what would I do if I owned my full power right. and understood that I deserve money for everything? And yeah, how would I monetize this is right? really the you know like I mean? underlining question. Yeah. That's like, so funny. Right, and I feel like part of the biggest problem that like so many people of marginal and stigmatized identities like have, or people who have just been like put down our whole lives, you know, like have under capitalism is that we like, we don't, we like have imposter syndrome about deserving money. And I'm just like, no, 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 like, like, like for, I mean, I think Chris Jenner is a great example. For me, my personal shiro when I think when I go into like contract negotiations or I'm like negotiating a deal or like anything I just channel Jenny Slate from Parks and Recreation do you ever like when she's just like money please get money please Amazing. she goes in and she just like makes her dad do whatever she wants and is that's like so give me funny. money on oh, daddy any money like you know that's like my personal like my, my ethos when I go into a thing is I'm just like everyone give me money and they're like why and I'm like because money's arbitrary so give me it uh, <laughs> like, like money is a myth under capitalism anyway so just give me some right like, and also like, you know, like you have it, if you're going into negotiations with someone, they always have money and they always have too much of it. And I'm it's like, give true. it to me. I want a house. Is it working? Sort of. Amazing. Like yeah. the fact that you brought me here means you have something to offer me. Right. I'd like to see it now. Yes. I'd like to see it now. And I'd like for it to be <laughs> Please more. Please roll out the blocks of gold. <laughs> right. And like, you know, I'm like, I'm like, I feel like I'm like a clat, like a Warren Buffett socialist, you know, yes. where I'm like. I may uh, amass a, a personal wealth, but I also am like still like like if anyone ever wants to properly redistribute this and have everyone else properly redistribute theirs, I'm down. Yes, of the people. Right. Well, but also like I'm just legit. Like I'm like yeah. Like democratic socialism is like the way we should do this. Like yeah. we should just have like universal income and shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like oh, we should just like learn some things from Scandinavia. Ugh. Also and the pickled fish. Oh. <laughs> and the pickled fish. <laughs> right. Right. That right. sounds good. Mm -hmm. So it was interesting because you corrected Elizabeth. Do you find mm -hmm. yourself doing that a lot? Just like sometimes, but it's not. I don't even like the term. I need to find a different verb than correcting. Correct yeah. Just right. like assisting. Right. Sure. Yeah. It's not even correcting. It's just assisting. It's just being like, oh, like I'm just helping. It's just a help. It's just a, it's just helping people. Okay. Let's scratch correcting. Informing. Yeah. Informing. Yeah. yeah. Informing. Like, but, but even that so implies that people don't know something. And I'm like, no, no, we're just helping each right, other. Right. Like building. I feel like it's building. Did you have this conversation with yourself prior to, cause I, and maybe I'm ignorant. So, and that's fine. I'll allow myself to be ignorant. Oh my God. You're not. Okay. Whatever. Anyway. <laughs> just a dumb girl from Westchester. I don't New York. believe in any no. <laughs> binaries. So I don't believe in like ignorant versus like informed. You okay. Know what I mean? So I'm, ig I'm ignorant. I'm ignoformed. Okay, great. And <laughs> trademark. Trademark. <laughs> and, but I, I just, I don't remember ever even hearing about any of this until like two years ago. So up until, like, when did this come into your consciousness and when did you start to like stand? Because obviously you were feeling these mm. things forever and like mm. the, didn't, the, the matching of the pronoun wasn't feeling right. Mm. But was it like, society saying oh this is what we're doing or did you come to that on yourself like how did this yeah. really because well, it really took us by storm yeah i mean it's interesting because in some ways like you know i i wouldn't even like pronouns it's not like he or him ever felt like wrong or dire you know right. what i mean i was never like oh this is awful like i hate being a he i was just kind of like there's a lot of baggage with this that's just annoying right. you know and and and, you know, it was less about disliking the term of man or masculinity or whatever, and more feeling restrained and unable to access my femininity. It was mm. much more about what I was being deprived of than what I was being forced into. 
That's you know what I mean? Really interesting. Yeah, like it wasn't like it wasn't that like there was anything about being a boy that was like terrible, other than not being able to explore my femininity. That mm-hmm. was all that I missed. You know, um, and that's actually when I think about because because I feel like we get kind of. We give labels, I mean, labels have power and labels are super important, but we sometimes give them too much power, right? In that, in that naming something doesn't mean that it hasn't existed before it was named. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Right. Like gender nonconforming people are as old as time. Like we literally are as old as the human conception of time and gender. Mm -hmm. You know, since gender has existed, gender nonconforming people have existed, right? Like since human, all of human history, we've been around. And in many cultures, like gender nonconforming people were celebrated as like spiritual leaders and were, were venerated and were understood and had a place in society and all that other kind of stuff. You know, there's like all these like pre-colonial knowledges from indigenous cultures around the world that celebrated gender nonconforming people. Um, and, and, you know, and then like Western colonists came and brought the gender binary with them everywhere they went, you know? Another article we want to shout out is an article you did in BuzzFeed, mm. um, a letter to parents whose kids stare at me in public. I loved this. And you really offer a way to dialogue about it instead of, mm. um, which I think the, the, the norm would be to say, don't stare or mm. like, it's not polite to talk about that, but instead of shutting down the conversation, you you offer um, try answering the question that they're really asking. Try talking to them about the beautiful diversity of gender expression in our world. So instead of saying like, "Why is that girl in a bow tie?" You say like, "Oh, that." As you offered, like, "Do you want a bow tie?" Right. Like, anyone can wear a bow tie. Right. Because it's cute. Because it's cool, yeah. and that's what they want to <laughs> do. And um, but I think that we need to like parent ourselves sometimes, mm-hmm. and and nurture our own curiosity and our own inner child of like how to have these conversations. Mm. It's totally like a parent. I mean, we're we're age of parents, even though we're LOL. so alone and barren. There's <laughs> so barren. But, Hashtag barren so- fans. <laughs> oh my Hashtag god. Hashtag Baron Hilton. That's amazing. But um it's because no no one you're right, you're right, parent ourselves. No one has had that conversation yeah. with us. So instead of it's like almost uh, the mechanism of I don't I don't know if I'm if that's an offensive thing so I'm just gonna mm. glaze over it mm. yeah because I think if I was a parent and that happened and my kid was like ah mom I'd be like fuck shut the fuck up like I don't know that I would take the time to be like people are just you know rainbows right right exactly and like I think that's a that's so good wait, wait I think that, that should be like the answer to all children's yeah. questions like so like why is that happening like this well people are rainbows Jenny <laughs> <laughs> it explains it. everything it does. Um, but yeah, you know, because it's it's just that like, you know, and and I think uh, there were a few, you know, when I looked at sort of like the comments in the article and all that yeah. stuff, like there were definitely some parents who were like, don't tell me how to parent my kid. And I was like, well, then like, cool, like, well, <laughs> sure. But like, the, but like we live in a collective world where we have yeah. to live with each other. So like, it, I actually do have to talk to you about this, you yeah. know, like, like, because your kid and you really more specifically, your response to your kid is like making my day suck. Yeah. So right. like, we, I do feel like it's okay for me to like give some guidance, you know, you weren't like fucking hitting the kid. Right. I'm also just not being like, oh, parenting is easy. That's like not. It's like, where did no. I say that? I'm like, parenting is complicated and messy as fuck. And I don't know if I ever want to do it. Um, but but, you know, it's it's just about like we have this fear of we have this fear that like, oh, we can't explain things to our kids because they're too complicated. And I'm like, no, the idea that some of these things are too complicated is only because we have stigma and shame within ourselves. Our exactly. You know, we don't know how to dialogue. About yeah. It. Like like sex and intimacy are not that hard to explain. You know, like, but we have all these insecurities and weirdness about it. So we like can't talk to kids about it. And I'm like, well, like, 
you know, it would be totally possible to just be like, yeah, like people can enjoy touching each other. And also you should all, if someone's touching, you you should always be feeling good about it. And if you don't feel good about it, you should say something to somebody else and tell that person no. Seems like you're going to be Will a you great be my parent. We can raise kids mother together. Mother to the world. Um, but you know, I'm the dad. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're daddy. I'll be mommy. <laughs> you want it, You can be like, she's um, the cool baby. aunt. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. That works. Um, but yeah, it's like, you know, I think, I think we just, especially when it comes to like gender and sexuality, we just have so much trouble talking to our kids because we haven't figured stuff out ourselves. Totally. And it's like, there are simple, easy ways to explain these things that are also, you know, like that, that are age appropriate, right? Like it's never too young for a kid to know that touch should, that anytime you're being touched, you should feel happy about totally. it. Totally. It's literally never like, as soon as kids have the ability to use the language, it's like, yeah, you should always feel good about any touch that's in your life ever. Totally. Yes. Bottom line for human existence, right? And like, oh, you should always feel good about anything that you're wearing. Mm-hmm. You know, you should always feel good about that. And you should always be respectful of other people's want or not want for touch. And you should always be respectful of other people's desire to wear what they would like. Mm-hmm. It's so easy. The basis. It's it so is easy. easy. And that's totally like teachable. No one comes right. into the world like with judgment. No, like and actually those are our natural instincts. Like kids natural instinct is to be like super chill. Well, look at these fucking teenagers well, I mean, today. Like, like, you know, hyperactive, but like chill no, in an chill identity about sense. Identity. Like a gender yeah. chill. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My question now that we brought sexuality into the conversation is yeah. how does sexuality come into the gender conversation for you? And mm. also like, how do you see it entering? Because it, it is, a, I mean, I remember when uh, Caitlyn Jenner was born. Right. And um, that was like a big part of the, the muddled nature i mean yeah your energy alone on that is like what a train wreck the right, whole thing right. was that whole thing was such but a train wreck. i remember when the the sexuality conversation started coming that's what it even got like yeah so uh, let's let's unpack this well i mean you know because gender non-conforming doesn't mean gay and i feel like that's what people are confused right, about right and that's the thing is i'm like and that's the thing is you know for me i'm kind of i feel like there's there's this you know like, I'm like, wait, wait, no, like straight dudes, like you're part of this too. Like what? I don't know. Like, when did you first think that this masculinity conversation like didn't involve you? Yeah. 100%. You know, I'm like, no, no, honey, like you have some femme stuff that you're repressing too. Like, and we got to talk about it. And we got to talk about your trauma. The best and your complexes straight guys and... are the ones that are like sensi and femme. Right. Right. Of course. Right. And like, those are the ones that like ruin my life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Of course. Just because I'm like, oh my God, like, oh my gosh, you're like so sensitive and like, and like confident in your femininity and great. And then. They'll just be like, look, like it's not, I'm just, I'm just not, that's just not how I'm wired. And I'm like, okay, fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, the, the thing that I'll say is that there's, you know, like, like I actually had a piece come out about this today oh, wow. um, for, I do a column with them, which is like Condé Nast's LGBT sort of like cool. new, uh, new like publication slash website stuff. So I do a column with them and um, I wrote about kind of. You know, because I think for a while I just tried to sort of brush off questions about dating. You know, I would do like I would just be like, oh, my God, like, don't get me started, you right. know, as if to imply that, like, it's so there's so, wild. There's so much going on. <laughs> I just can't even begin. Oh, my God. I'm so busy. Oh, fuck. Well, there's so many people who are trying to get it. that just yeah. Oh, it's a mess. Like, girl, don't get me, you know, <laughs> which like that. It was I, I'm I, you know, I'm a good performer and, and good at, um, you know, Deflecting. bullshitting. I'm an, I'm an expert bullshitter. <laughs> it's the only way I've survived. That's why I was so good in school. Straight right. A's for my entire life. Yeah, Because I can bullshit on a dime. I'm real good at it. I wrote my Regents essay that was supposed to be about a piece of literature on the play Rent. Yes. And my, my teacher was like, you would have gotten a 100 except for 
rent isn't literature, but a solid effort. I'm like, I can bullshit my way through I, that. For, my, for a gender <laughs> class, I wrote um, a thesis on third wave feminism themes within Sex and the City. Right, but like the thing is that like all these <laughs> things are, are like, literature. Yeah. Like, you know, but I'm also like, we're like, mm, let's pull this out of our ass. I was like, like, Shakespeare's <laughs> literature, so I can't rent be literature. Totally. I mean, anyway. to me, rent is Shakespeare. <laughs> right, like, but like literally, like that's what Shakespeare was. It was just Broadway shows. Yeah. <laughs> No, like Shakespeare is just like the most popular like Broadway. shows yeah. to go see yeah. in the back the in the day. Yeah. Right. Of the Tony winners day. Right. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> Nobody's talking about Christopher Marlowe. <laughs> right. Um, so what were we even talking about? Oh, yeah. But so like, so, you know, I feel Dating. like, yeah. So I feel like I, I for, was, would sort of dodge the question and not really answer it head on. And I'm getting better at, at sort of being like, nah, like you're not, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing a service. Like I'm doing a disservice to everyone, especially myself, if I like don't pretend that being if or if I try and pretend like being gender nonconforming has not like really like fucked over my dating life. Is that that's true? Yeah, absolutely. Right. Like, cause I mean, the thing is, like, I think and you know, I'm still sort of workshopping language around this. I'm still figuring out kind of what it is, right? Mm-hmm. Like I haven't solved the problem, right? Like I'm not getting consistent sex. I'm not getting consistent intimacy. I mean, me either. So right, I don't know right. if that's a gender thing Correct. or just a human problem right, exactly. across the board. You know, but it's but I think it's like, you know, when I think about like when I think about, you know, uh the ways that we are taught to desire um, you know, like male bodies, mm. right? Like they're the way that people are have been socialized is just dead set against me getting any you know mm-hmm. what i mean like because I, people are hardwired because you know there's a way in which like so much of our desire is built into us before we can even consent to what we are like to what we're being made to desire so subconscious mm-hmm. right like it's built into we're our messaging sub- right like yeah. in such a at such an early age and like that fucking disney channel shit like fucks us up yeah you know and like makes us want things that aren't even good for us and like engineers this stuff into our subconscious and a level that like in our adult lives is really hard to undo if yeah. not impossible oh, Aladdin yeah. really messed it up for everybody i mean that priest with a boner <laughs> in the little mermaid right <laughs> well, we, well yeah <laughs> made I mean, me horny since childhood <laughs> sure yeah and, and you know so for so for me it's kind of like i think that the world i live in is a world in which people haven't been programmed to either either haven't been programmed to have desire for feminine and again this like feminine masculine is all arbitrary language but you know for purposes of diagnosis it's important to have language to describe things and that's what's difficult about the thing where it's like how do i describe the thing that i'm trying to not describe with language that doesn't exist yet like you right it's so at some point it's like it's too many fucking adjectives right anyway i don't so but like you know i feel like there's there's not there isn't people weren't taught to desire uh you know feminine expression on male bodies right and like i have a body that's very male like i'm not one of those you're a hairy bitch right yeah like i'm arab american (laughs) i am not one of those like you know androgynous seal looking people or one of those people (laughs) where like if you cover them in raspberry jam they look like an alien like i'm not one of those (laughs) humans amazing eyelashes i'm yeah i've literally (laughs) been staring at them this entire time yeah my like it's the lower ones are you serious like it's sort of i'm sort of a bully in the eyelash department Um, (laughs) it's like rude it's like sorry i have a a lot of privilege and I'm just not <laughs> accountable to it at all um but you know but the, but, the, but it's yeah it's like I think you know that that it's 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 hard because it's like I'm I'm in this place where gay men aren't really my cup of tea anymore because like most gay men do not find themselves erotically attracted to femininity like that's right. just the most rea- of them want a straight guy right or just, I mean, or, just or most of them just so want, like, statement, want but something like just wants a masculine performing partner right, right. I'm just saying that kind. based on all of my 
gay guy friends all trying to get for like fully straight men right who are like football players right like <laughs> and and you know and then and then when i think about like the people who i think naturally would be my complimentary partners which are like bi and pansexual dudes you know like there's statistically a gajillion out there but in terms of like our culture making it okay to acknowledge that like it's like being a bi or a pan dude is just such shit pansexual you know? just anything goes like how do you explain so, that I mean, it's when you're peter pan and you're really horny yeah and you don't want to grow up <laughs> yeah <laughs> which so, i mean under that a definition i'm definitely pansexual i'm just like i don't want to grow up i'm like i'm four years old i'm gonna stay that way damn it um no but but i so so bisexual and pansexuality i mean like i kind of use them interchangeably because mm-hmm. people define them for themselves differently got it but it basically means being attracted i mean you know if you're bi or pansexual identified it means just being attracted to two or more genders Right. Like being attracted to gender across the spectrum. Okay. You know what I mean? Um, and and so, you know, but it's like when you think about like, I feel like what's the incentive for like bi or pan dudes to come out if they're like cis men, you know, because it's like if you're it's I feel like if you come out as a bi or pan guy, it's like it's like straight women are like, oh, well, you're just gay and in denial. And it's like, no, I'm bi or pansexual. Like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. And then like, you know, gay guys are like, well, you're just like, in, you're just still self-loathing and haven't come into your gay identity yet. So it's like, you get it Rude. from both sides. You like get fucked up from every side. Like no one's good to you, right. you know? And like, so like biphobia and, 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 and bi erasure are so real in the world we live in. And we don't have a world in which bi and pansexual dudes can feel safe and affirmed all the time. Like it's really hard. Um, and you know, I have friends that identify as bi pansexual and like, you know, that it can be, it can be a real struggle, you know? So and, you're saying there, that's more your cup of tea because there's something innately where a gay man wouldn't be attract, attracted to like something that resembles femininity. Well, it's that like, that surprises me. Well, it's like, I, it's not that that's not blanket true for all gay men. Right. And like, you know, even though you're wearing lipstick, you're not, I'm not reading you as like your energy is so to me what I would put down mm. if I was like. I don't even know if, if this, you had to pick one. I had to pick one. Like you're very strongly male. Well, I'm like a butch femme. It's like I'm, you know. I mean, I'll date you. Yeah, sure. We could. I mean, like, and that's <laughs> the thing is, it's like I wish, I wish that my instincts were like, because my gender expression. It's funny because it's like in like on a on a biological level, you could call me homosexual, right? But on a cultural level, you could call me heterosexual, right? You know, because like I I enjoy like like I want to be in a gown. Like, and generally, like, I'm, I'm, I have a more feminine, like, spirit and energy in certain ways. And I'm attracted to people who have, a, who are more, like, who, I'm, I guess I'm attracted to more kind of like man identified or masculine of center folks, right? Like, right. I'm attracted a, across difference in the way that heterosexual people are. Right. And, but, but like, across, mm. but in terms of bodies, I guess I'm more to like classically one you would define as like a homosexual, right? right? Where it's like, you know, and, and I mean, I don't say that to mean that I would not that like all my partners need to be biologically male, right? Like I, I know there are the, you know, like, or like not that all my partners, like I, I like there are trans dudes that I crush on all the time who like, you know, I like your, your dick can be made out of whatever, right? Like, <laughs> is that, is that, is that true? Totally. Like it can be, you can have like, if you're, you know, if you have a dick that's made out of like human flesh, that's great. If you have a dick that's silicone, that's fine too. But we what if talk. there's a vagina? Well, I mean like that's so, like, but I mean, but like, you know, I feel like that's fundamentally off the gay chart. Well, sure, but like, I don't, I feel like, you know, if, if like, but, mo- you know, I don't think like people, like, once, once you transition, like, the way you think of your genitals, right. like, changes. Well, right. for them, it's their thing, but for you as like a. But it's not weird for me, right. you know? But I think, so yeah, it's, it's just complicated. And yeah. I feel like, you know, the people that would be normal, kind of ideal partners for me would be like, would be like, you know, 
would be people who are just like, yeah, I'm turned on by lipstick and I'm turned on by high heels and I'm turned on by leg hair and I'm turned on by like, a, <laughs> like by a dick. Milk I chocolate have one. voice. Right. Like, <laughs> you know, it's, I think, and, and I, and, you know, finding, finding those, like finding those folks is just hard. Right. You know? And, and so I, I don't have like, cause it's like, I feel like I have to re-engineer the whole world in order right. to get the kind of like dating life that I really want. Yeah. Well, look, if this helps, same. Right. I, I don't have any real obstacles other than my personality. <laughs> oh my God, stop. <laughs> but I'm just saying. No, like, I mean, dating is easy for anybody. It's hard for I'm everyone. Not... And it sucks that there are these like very um, shallow markers mm-hmm. that would, mm-hmm. you know, in the dating world, create any sort of block for you where it's like, this is not who I fucking fundamentally like. Am it my? It's how I express myself, and it's like a fun thing I like to do, and right. like it's feels good for me. But like that's not if that's the block between you and like truly connecting with someone. Like fuck that. Right. That's so annoying. Also, I that, just like, want to circle back on your for behalf. a second because I do. I just want to like be unambiguous about this, and I'm like, yeah, I could totally date. I could date someone who identified like I could date a butch woman. Okay. I'm happy you cleared that. Yeah, up. I could totally date a butch woman if she were like if she if she were like. Yeah, I want to top the fuck out of you. I'd be like, okay. So, just saying. I love that. Perfect. I like that you're being so candid. For all candid. the like hot butch ladies out there, yeah, I just think... like we can think about it. No, I mean, like great. it'd be a, it'd be a stretch. It'd not, be a no. stretch, right? Like it would be like it would be a new experience, and we have to figure it out. But like that's very possible. Yeah. But also at this point, given sort of like how long it's been, like really sex with anyone <laughs> would be a new experience. Thirst trap. So yeah, like any, any, any kind of intimacy where like I'm naked with any other person's body would be like, whoa, this is new and overwhelming. I've done this in a long time. So, so anyone we're going to have to figure it out. Call to action. Let's get Jacob Blade. Yes. Right. Call to action. I think my whole second book is going to be about all this shit. A call to it, action. It's just going to be a call to action. <laughs> it's going to yeah. be called call to action. Or it'll just be called get Jacob Blade. <laughs> I do want to talk about your makeup campaign. Yes. Oh my God, you look gorgeous. Fluid, is that how we say it? Yeah. Okay, cool. That's what I'm wearing right now. It looks amazing. You're a great spokesperson for mm. that. Um. Good job on the person. Well, I think I would have said it yeah. Any like is it know, but still, she'd be like, You're a great spokesman. A spokes female. But people like, but people say like spokesmen all the time. Oh. Spokes spokesperson. Yeah. Spokesperson's yeah. better. Spokesperson. Yeah. 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 People say like spokesman and spokeswoman. Right. I don't really find myself saying either of those things very okay, good. Often. But I'm happy. <laughs> anyway. I'm happy that it just naturally works. Right. Yeah. Like, that makes me yeah. feel good. But it's a good example of how like we can just have like neutral language that's yeah. like that's easy. I mean, I think and you're natural. you're so special in this whole conversation in the world because you have such a relaxed energy around it. Mm. And I really like with all with I, I feel the same like again with the with me too and all mm. the, of everything that's happening, I feel the same way. I just feel like there's no way to make progress in a conversation with like any degree of like aggression or defensiveness. Or well, for me, it's just I mean, like there's a time and a place for aggression and 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 anger and and all of that. But for me, it's like I for like I, I mean, I guess the thing that I think is important is it's like every strategy is a helpful strategy when you're talking about a movement. Like we mm. need trans people yelling and we need trans people like entertaining and we need trans people who are really mad all the time. And we need trans people who are like, who are like, you know, holding people's hands and helping them figure out how to implement something, you know, like, like every, every step in the pipeline is important, you know, like every energy in the movement is necessary. Mm. And for me, it's about like, we just need to have balance in the movement, you know, everyone. And, and we also need to acknowledge that like, that, that what's primary and most important is our personal healing 
and our personal dignity. Mm -hmm. And if being angry is what helps heal you right now, then go for it, sis. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And if being, and if like making jokes and like, and being relaxed about it is what heals you, which is what heals me, Mm -hmm. then like go for it, sis. You know? Go for it, cisgender person. Yeah, cisgender person or sister, (laughs) whatever, you know. Yeah, go for it. Like, you know, it's just like, it's like, and, and that's, you know, I think the thing that I, that I think is really, that it's just what I try and emphasize as an activist is it's just like, you know, there's no one right strategy. Like mm. every strategy is vital and, and, and I want all, and they work best in tandem, you know, like yeah. they work, like it, we, we work best when we don't infight about like, oh no, my, we need like, don't be angry, be happy. No, be, don't be happy. No, be, ha- don't be happy, be angry. Right. Like, let's not fight about that. Let's acknowledge like anger Everybody's- and, and, you know, outreach are both super important. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You're right. I take back what I said. Well, it's not, it's just that <laughs> you're not special. No, <laughs> well, no, I mean, but, but like, I really, I don't think that, I don't think that what I'm doing is, you know, I think it's like interesting and fun, but I wouldn't say it's like, you know, totally. No, it's not like it's never before been seen. Right. You know, I'm not, cause that's what, that goes it gets back to what, what I never, the thought I never completed oh, perfect. about like, you know, about sort of where, where my, where my confidence and strength comes from oh, yes. it's just full circle knowing that i'm part of this historical lineage mm. knowing that nothing i'm doing is the first that nothing i could ever do would you know knowing that there have been gender non-conforming people throughout all of human history who have made taken risks and 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 fought back and and stood up for themselves and changed the world and built a world that's better for me you know like knowing that i'm part of this lineage so it's like i don't like to think of myself as like because I'm like, what does that even mean when I understand that we've always been here? I mean, in the first you usually get like assassinated, so it's probably best. Or just like kind of like it's just kind of boring. Yeah. You know, it's like it's like not actually that exciting of an accolade. Last question for you, friend. All right. Um, we tend to talk about self-care on the show, popularly known as wellness, mm-hmm. as they'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some of your self-care practices at the moment? Mm. Well, my biggest one right now is that recently, like over the past year, I've started having lots of back problems, like Ooh. lower back stuff, which, you Just know, for a girl in her 20s, you sure have a lot of back problems. Right, right. <laughs> I wish it were for like exciting, salacious reasons. Like I wish I were like, "Ooh, I blew my back out last night. Oh, but it's literally just like oh. I was reaching down to pick up a noodle and ow. <laughs> it's like it'll just happen. I'm like I was sitting in a chair. Yeah, I was sitting in a chair and then I just like twisted not quite right and then pow. Yeah. And it's funny because people will be like people have like people when you're like, oh, I have like back issues. They'll be like, they'll be like, oh, is it stress? And I'm just like, that's like being like, like someone's like, oh, it's raining. And then being like, oh, is it what? Is that weather? Is now? there water? Is that weather? <laughs> yeah. Is there weather outside? I'm just like, oh my God, that's like so fucking obvious. Like, duh. Um, but so so what I've been really committed to is kind of like um realizing like it it is okay to just acknowledge that your body has limitations, that your body is not like this infallible thing and that it's not helpful to harbor resentment or frustration with your body when it's not doing what you want exactly, mm. you know? Cause mm-hmm. it's like the hardest part for me about kind of coping with all this back stuff has just been acknowledging that I don't have full 100% control over my body. And that's like a realization that everyone has to reach at some point in, in general, like, cause we don't ever have complete control over our bodies. But what it's really pushed me to do is to just think about like, 
on a daily on a daily basis just to check in with myself a lot more and so i spend you know i've my mornings have gotten so much slower and i've given myself that space and i and i carve it out for myself professionally and i like make people give it to me mm. when they're trying to rush me you know mm-hmm. um and i and cuz i do i have like this like 20 minute like you know physical therapy based like sort of stretch meditation routine that i do every single morning and it's the my way of kind of like helping my just sort of being like hello body we are awake now hello back we are connected now Mm. hello like you know body we are awake now right (laughs) yeah and then i just like sing little songs until you (laughs) know but um but yeah and i and i kind of combine like positive mantra with like with sort of just and it's not like anything complicated it's like you know i do child's pose and do like two different variations on it and then do um do like you know some basic leg stretches and do some basic stuff that's like in like about like rotation and spinal rotation and it's nothing rigorous or hard um but it's about sort of just like spending 20 to 30 minutes every morning intentionally like reminding my body that like it is connected to itself Mm. and reminding me to stay connected to my body you know and so and it's really like it's been kind of like life altering in this way. It's beautiful, you know, because yeah. I, I think especially for, um, you know, so many, so many trans people don't want to be in our bodies, you know, mm. because our bodies have been our enemy for a lot of our time life or, or other people have made our bodies into our enemies. I like to think of it that way. You know, like I don't I never felt antagonistically towards my body, but other people tried to make me feel that way yeah. at times, mm. you know. Um, and and so I think there's just something so beautiful about about connecting with my body in that way and being like, no, I'm in this body. I'm of this body. I love this body and I celebrate it. Sometimes our ailments are our greatest teachers. They really are. They really are. Yeah. They're fucking annoying, but they really are. <laughs> and teachers can be fucking annoying. I mean, most of them are. And the good ones always are. Yeah. I mean, I curse every Pilates teacher I have every single day. Right. And it's like, you're, you're, like I fucking hate you, you're such a mean, you're such a monster. Why are you making me person. do this? I'm like, if you make me do one more round of hundreds. My legs hurt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I literally hated so many Pilates teachers that I said to one that I like, you're the only teacher that I like. And she was like, she did not take that as a compliment. It really She's like, that's a problem. It really turned back <laughs> on me where I'm like, I, I'm the devil. I was like, no, I mean, other people are cool. Like, Hilarious. Oh, amazing. Jacob. You're so amazing. Thank you for being so open with us. I'm oh, so grateful for our rendezvous meet cute in Austin and that we it got, led us here. That yeah. we got completely day hammered at that <laughs> yeah. bar that took us 35 minutes to hook to. Walk to. to. Yeah. Yeah. And then I realized two more blocks away. there was a lot of hot dirties there. Hot dirt. Oh yeah, skinny dirties. Skinny dirties. That's what we coined the name of the boys at the bar. They were so skinny, skinny dirties. dirties. But they so were hot, right. and I was so getting the right. right amount of drunk to walk. So my favorite. I just want to mention that my favorite, like roundabout, serendipitous concept within the whole thing is that you modeled for Xavier's um, graffiti in the <gasps> Refinery 29, 29 Rooms exhibit that yeah. he did with um, Jill Soloway. Mm-hmm. We talked about it on the show after we went, and I have a picture of myself posing next to your the sketch ah, of your face and then like three ah, months later we met so i just that, pew, pew, love pew, it pew, manifest pew. destiny universe yeah. universe universe did you just say manifest destiny yeah oh my gosh trademark <laughs> <laughs> amazing tell our listeners where they can find you on the interwebs um so i'm on all the social media platforms at just jacob tobiah j-a-c-o-b-t-o-b-i-a that's it 
It should be just Sexual. Jacob. I know. I should have done something <laughs> cooler. Good. I should have done like, I should have, I should have, I should have like done one of those Instagrams that was like, like, you know, that was like. Pants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like at walrus girl. Yeah. You know, or something like, just like ridiculous. But I didn't like, no, I was just like, I don't know. I guess I should get my name. Perfect. And then, uh, there you go. Uh, at I least thought Instagram was a private like thing. Remember Hipstamatic like six, seven mm-hmm. years ago? I legitimately thought Instagram was was hipstamatic, just like another filtration photo thing. Yeah. So if you like go all the way down to like my first Instagram, there's like three like weird pictures of just <laughs> me like camera testing my own face because <laughs> I didn't know that people saw them or subscribed. You didn't know like, it would one day be a, a monetizable business. Yeah, sure. Raviv was like. You know, people can see that, right? And I was like, oh, oh what? No, it's humiliating. <laughs> I love that you kept it on there. That's Never important. Get rid of well, that. yeah, and it has one like. Nobody um, cares. Adore you. Yes. Thank you so much for sharing your mm. truth and uh, all things on the show. Appreciate mm. it. Mwah. Yes, that's a retrograde. This portion of That's So Retrograde is brought to you by what now? Our Facebook group. Our closed Facebook group, which as the community keeps growing, my adoration for it grows with it as well which it it says a lot because i've been obsessed with it since the beginning it's expanding and we're expanding with it if you want to be part of the that's a retrograde uh conversation and community we highly suggest you head over to facebook even if you're not a facebook user you can still join the community you don't even have to put anything in your little uh picture you can just join the community there's just amazing conversations and um like-minded awesome people out there and you go on Facebook, type in That's So Retrograde, search that in groups, and that's how you find it. And don't forget, guys, to check out our events page on www.thatsoretrograde.com to buy your tickets for the May 19th event at Four Moon Spa in Encinitas. We are so excited. It's really shaping up to be a beautiful day, and we want to see all your beautiful and bright, shining faces there. So come through. Wear your Erewhon drip. Play that jingle. Here we are at the end of the show where we say the things we like and the things that we don't like. I liked that. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I was. I thought you were going to go, things that we like and the things that are, oh, no. And the things that are, oh, no. Like show, no. Show, no. I don't know. We're working on it. Look, we're just over here writing jingles. I see here on this outline, I know how much you love when I say that, that you wrote Friedman's, and I would like to. It's Freeman's. Okay, I don't know what it is. No, it's Friedman's. Friedman's. I was actually not going to correct you at all. I was going to say, can we talk about how fucking amazing? Yeah. Okay. So I wanted to um, cover the food tour that I went on in honor of my birthday. Okay. Which now has me like fully ready for Whole Thirty. Sometimes it's about pushing yourself to your (laughs) absolute limit. Exactly. Last week Elizabeth like, I think I'm good, and now she's like, I can't. The limit does not exist. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So. Really fun tradition that my boyfriend has put together is on my birthday taking me to breakfast and then my friends being there, which is like a really cute thing. No, I didn't know you weren't. No, it was so great. Last year he did Hugo's. This Uh year we went to a lovely little hipster Jewish deli in Silver Lake. I know the jokes write themselves, guys. Uh, It was Uh, so fucking good. It Friedman's L.A. Love to you and all your um, traditional. Jewish provisions. Okay. The, the number one thing that I need to shout out from Friedman's, yeah. we both ordered the same thing. Yes. 
It was an eggs, which um, for some of you who know me, you know that I have an egg white allergy and I ordered the yolks only and it was fucking delicious with a side of lox. That was perfect, like perfect, highest quality smoked salmon. That's my favorite food in the world. It was so really it was, like, good. Really got me going. But the piece de resistance was this on the menu. All that it said was that it was a potato pancake. A latka. A latka, actually. It used the word latka. And when it showed up on our plate, we were delightfully surprised on. and inspired <laughs> and immediately horny because it was not your average, not your grandma's potato latka. No, it, it was, was made in a waffle iron. It was a fucking Belgian waffle-style potato latka waffle. Shake my damn head. It was so good. Sorry about never knowing about that before four days ago because I can never go back to eating a regular latka again. Yeah. That was fucking delicious. And then Ryan got a bagel and he, they had these like chopped capers. Like, it was like a caper relish. It was a caper sorts. relish and I put it on the potato. I mean, I'm still. Your I'm, girl drank two glasses of chilled white because I was just so excited. Yes, it was. Ugh, made me so horny. It okay, was so that so was good. the first stop. Made okay. me so horny. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> and then Steph, honestly, said it before. I'm gonna say it again. You were so amazing. You really helped, like, get. I just, I didn't really want to. We just so my, backstory. My boyfriend and I's birthdays are three days apart. Mm-hmm. Tauruses, Tauruses. <laughs> um, and so you know. We, we kind of like have the same friends. We want to celebrate together, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, I want to have a house party. I was like, okay, but I don't really want to like spend my whole day birthday setting up for a house party. That was kind of like the thing. And then of course he forgot that that was part of the deal. Okay. Happens. <laughs> but I was like, remember that day how was like said, stressful. I was like, remember how you said that the whole thing, if we did the party was like, didn't have to. And he was like, no, <laughs> he was like, I didn't say that. And then I was like, let me step in here. Um, all right, let's so, make a list of things we need to do. Yeah, you really took charge <laughs> in a way that I wasn't capable of just because well, like, I wanted to let my laziness kick in on my birthday. Totally. And I also saw Joey just like lose complete interest fully like slowly backstep into his bedroom and just like <laughs> shut down. And I was like, this isn't going to end yeah. well. So we had an amazing like house rearrange. That was fun. Dollar store journey. The I mean, whole thing. Roll me a joint and I'll help you with anything. I know. You know it's, this. it's so true. <laughs> and so that was that was great. So we had a really fun party. We were able to squeeze in a live stream. <laughs> exactly. Squeeze in a live stream, which I don't know if that was the most on brand thing we could have done. No, I got some positive feedback. Great. OK, cool. I was, we were just, well, you walked away midway. Yeah, well, because I was okay. sleeping. I know. <laughs> I just wasn't in the mood to like stand and sit and like. Yeah, you smoked a joint and you wanted to do something. I, needed I to totally be, respect I need, that. I needed to activate. Totally. That's my new thing, activating. Beautiful. I'm, re- I'm really into doing stuff lately. <laughs> it's a new, a new vibe. A new vibe is new that I'm season. not always trying to nap. Um, And we had the house party. Next day, went to so I want to give you guys a rundown of the, the food delicacies. Went to Ostrich Farm in Echo Park. Have you been there yet? No, what's that? It's so good. It's like a farm to table. Oh. A little delicious. But it's not like annoying. Like I, I thought it was going to be like just like pretentious and dumb and like east side annoyingness. But it's actually <laughs> phenomenal and delicious. And the menu is so good. You want to order everything and it's like fresh and delish. Cute. Then for the boyfriend's birthday, have you guys heard of Howlin' Ray's? It's in Chinatown. It's Nashville hot chicken that um, garners two to three hour lines because apparently people want their hot chicken. That's I don't way know. too much time to um, wait on But a it's like antibiotic line. free and it's like a whole thing. It's phenomenal. We went to, I like was, my whole thing was like going to take him there as a surprise and have his friends meet us in the line. So I like had this whole vision, made him put 
an eye mask on and we got in my car so it'd be a surprise got halfway down the hill on our way there and i like put in the the so dumb and it was like 15 minutes to Halloween rice and then he was like I don't really know if I feel like chicken. Are people going to be meeting us there? He has been in a <laughs> fucking mood all week. It was like 1030 in the morning. I am needing to sit down with this. It was so funny. I felt- hangry baby Joey Greer <laughs> needs to chill the fuck out. Well, we love him. At bowling, we're like, we're, we're going he, bowling he for was your birthday. And so he's like, hangry. I don't want to go. And I'm just like. He's like, do you guys want to stay here play Secret Hitler? We're like, no. I'm like, even though I don't. am Secret Hitler in this game, which sounds like the most fun person to be, no. That game's too triggering I'm for like, me. I, I do admit, not like I have that. mascara on, Joey. I don't care if we're it's your birthday. We're going bowling. We're leaving this Which we went to Highland house. Lane. Side note. So fun. Anyway, Holland Rays, if you guys come visit LA, I highly recommend. It's a whole experience. It's in deep in Chinatown. Crazy line, but it wasn't that bad because we got there early enough. And then we got to the door and like the entire, they create this entire experience. Everyone there is so friendly. They come up and introduce themselves. It was just like a whole thing. The whole place like said happy birthday to him and they made a cool like place for us to sit in the restaurant, which is very teeny. And so we could like watch everything going on and they're playing like Kanye. And it was just like, it was really super fun. So if anybody, I just felt really proud for like, I'm so, I felt I talked to you about this like two months ago. I was like, I don't know what to do for the birthday. He's yeah. turning 30. Had anxiety about it. I'm not really the type of person who's like a gift person Thank like that. Thank God he's 30. I mean, I'm so sick of having friends in their 20s. <laughs> I know, right? Seriously. <laughs> I've just never been like, I think for some people like you, I could buy you a million things. Right. You know what I mean? But for some people, it's just like, it's like, I don't, I don't know how well, to navigate when you that. you think about it so much, then you get like a it natural feels, block. like more important. I don't know. It just felt so we did... Uh, what was Highland Park Lane? So good. Howland Ray's Chicken. And then I want to give love to this amazing website, our friends at Rosen Fitzgerald. This is not an ad. This is just something we love. Yes. They make the most beautiful handcrafted, homemade and hand, handcraft, handmade. Sorry, guys. Beautiful um, pieces, like home decor pieces from Africa where it's two Californians who moved there and in an effort to furnish their own home they had these things made and now they're like go to the same artisans and have these designs made and you can buy them on the internet i'm have i got a basket and i'm so excited because now i don't need to be ashamed of my laundry basket i literally have like a weird plastic receptacle that i hide in my hallway closet because i'm so ashamed of being a trash person and now i have a beautiful artisanal gorgeous basket basket for all my dirty clothes there's really to nothing hide that in. says adult more like a nice hamper I mean, I was like, I need that. I'm so ashamed of what I'm doing Fact. in my life right now. But it's elevated. And yeah. so I so as as the boyfriend turns 30, I was like, you need and he's writes often. So I'm like, what's going to elevate the desk? So I gave him this like beautiful um, like Edison bulb lamp desk slash it has like a little like tray in it. Oh, cute. I looked at that. So, so, so gorgeous. I, I literally like, wanted to order everything. I was like, nailed it. Yeah, like was it, felt, it was It was a triumph, really. Yeah. It just felt really good. And then I had some um, posters from his shows framed from Framebridge. Cute. Which I really recommend. It was great. V cute. So the roses were all the birthday indulgences and nailing um, a present for my beloved because that felt challenging. I would like to shout out one more rose thing. Um... There's this coffee seller that I'm obsessed with, and I just want to like shout them out. They are like at- a seller. Well, I is think- in like a store? No, he really posts up at the Largemont Farmers Market, and I 
think they might have a website. I know they have an Instagram. They're called Organic Delight. And I'm fucking obsessed with this shit. They sell nitro coffee on tap. They sell, you know, regular ground coffee. And then they sell these fucking growlers that I now buy every week. And it's a growler. Yeah, you know growlers, right? Like big like bottles. Oh. Like big bottles like oh. you would get at like a brewery. And they're what what the growler is, is they're cold blue it's it's half cold brew, which mm-hmm. is delicious, half coconut water. Oh nice. And it's so it's like the most like refreshing, hydrating, non acidic way I've Delish. ever It says they're based in Long Beach. Okay, maybe they are, but they come to the long they Fat. come to the Larchmont Farmers Market and I'm Jesse and um fuck oh my god the other guy's name is olivin and i just love them so much so they're my shout out this week because their coffee i i it's upsetting how much of it that i drink in larchmont that's on sundays right yes um and then that's my rose and then my thorn well my other rose is just like honesty being the best policy in when you need to break up with somebody um, I've had this happen a couple times recently, either me initiating or someone else initiating. And like, there's that really hard moment right in the beginning where you're like, fuck, I could just like ghost this situation and like not say something, but that just feels like cruel and childish. So I've really been working on just like saying, finding it. the moment to say the thing. You see something, say something, say something. There's a bomb in that bag <laughs> and it's your dick. No. <laughs> um, but with the older gentleman that is aforementioned, you know, it was challenging because I liked him so much and he was so fun to hang out with. But at the end of the day, I was just like, I can't fall in love with someone who's was Dying in high soon. school with my dad. <laughs> <laughs> no, I hope he lives a long life for the next 20 to 25 years, <laughs> which is historically capable. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. No. Oh, my God. This is so sad. Obviously, we're joking. Full on jokes, guys. Just LOL. Sorry, for old. Days. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm not ages. But anyways. And I just was like, look, like, because he kept trying to hang out with me, even though I was sort of like, I was unavailable and busy, but like, I also was not trying to hang out. But I realized that he wasn't going to stop talking to me or like trying to hang out until I was like clear. So I was like, look, I just feel like I need to say this to you. I really like you. I like feel like I discovered a friend. And it's like, this is a hard thing for me to say because I wish it wasn't true. But the fact is that like, we're just in totally different places in our lives. And, um, I want to, I hope that we can be friends, but like, I can't pursue like anything romantic. And he was so appreciative. He's like, this is beautiful. And it just makes me like you more. And like, thank you for being honest. Like people just aren't like that these days. And it was like really nice. And cause I said, oh, I want to, I want to be with someone seriously. But then he wrote, this is a new, this was via text. This is all via text. Oh, I thought you were having this conversation. I was like, Steph. Wow. I mean, I'm a good person, but I'm not a great person. <laughs> I'm not calling people up. I'm nipping in the butt via Literally, text. I thought you said all this. I'm like, my mind is like, wow. No, I mean, who's got the time for a phone call of this of this nature? I was also watching Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> Fair. Um, but he, he, then he was like, well, this is a new phase for you. I'm like so excited that I get to be a part of it. Like new, new leaf getting turned over. And then I was like, what do you mean? And it he's like, weird. it did sound belittling. It was, it was sort of belittling. And then I go, well, what do you mean? Because he's sort of like low key was accidentally slut shaming me when we were hanging out. But I think it's just because he's like was of a little bit of a different generation. Well, not a little bit. Full on <laughs> he's from a different generation. Different generation. He's like, no, it's just like when you when we first started hanging out, you were like, I'm 32 in L.A. Like I'm I want to have fun. And I'm like, I'm not sure I said that. 
But if I did say that that's interesting, it made me take note of it because it's not true and that hasn't been true for like quite some time. So it's like interesting that I would present a lie to preserve my curiosity instead of initially being straightforward. Yeah. So that was a kind of like teaching moment for me where I was like, definitely don't say that to the next person that you date. Like you're not looking for something casual and like, but it just, there's that moment in the beginning where you're like, well, I want to at least like spend time with this person, but it just gets the the moment where it's like, oh, this might need to get serious is happening like quicker and quicker, which is trying to see you and you don't want to. Yeah. I'm like, I don't have time to hang out with someone that I, it's like, I either want to spend time with like my best friends with my work or with someone that I'm like fucking obsessed with. Like other than that, it's like, it doesn't fit. Time is precious. Yeah. So that was sort of like an interesting. <laughs> I really like that we um did, you know, our our duty to just try to like bust through like the gender norms conversation, but like went straight to ageism. Well, it's not. <laughs> look, it actually did bust down my, you know, my barriers around age were like, if you had asked me, dude, now I'm going to be a real name drop right now. But in the last six months, I saw Catherine McPhee and david foster around la like five different times same it was weird as fuck and i not weird as fuck that they were together but weird as fuck that i kept seeing them. also because she hates me and also because she's your sworn enemy <laughs> but that's but th- but when i the second time that i saw them at a, a party and i was like i said to chelsea i was like oh like he could be her dad and i was being so cunty and then she's like i mean steph like maybe they really love each other and i was like i completely brushed it off cut to the universe bitch slapping me in the face with like the same exact kind of situation and with I really, some old with, who you like I liked him so much so it was a real like be careful what you fucking say and be careful what you judge because the universe is going to come right back around and teach and give you that fucking lesson hard and strong like the quick turnaround was unbelievable so I did learn to put my prejudice and my judgment aside for olds and youngs coming together. <laughs> I'm literally like... And by coming together, she means with their vaginas I'm, and penises. I'm like my racist grandparents, <laughs> but with age. I'm like so stupid. <laughs> but then I was like, oh, maybe I can get a 50-year-old. And now there's like a 50. And I'm like, no, I need a 40-year-old. Like, Be specific. I wasn't aware that I need to fucking specify. Because I felt like with John, he had so... So many of the qualities. Like everything. He had so much. Calling in. All these guys have so much of the things, but they're just not the right thing. But I feel like that's when you know you're getting like very close close to it. Because it's like fucking. So close I can taste the mothballs in your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's our last old person joke today. We're going to get out of here. Thank you so much to Jacob Tobiah for joining us. What an amazing conversation. We hope you guys enjoyed it as well. Um, We just did Jackie Schimmel's podcast, The Bitch Bible earlier today. You can hear our thoughts on um, the Kanye West tweets, which I feel like are also an important part of Week in Wellness. I just, before we wrap up, I want to remind you to shout out the lovely woman who did your hair. Oh my gosh. I've I've been gradually going blonde. I know. Now I'm like, what am I going to do? Thanks to the incredible Kelly. Bitch bitch stole my look. Bitch stole your look. (laughs) I reverted back. What am I going to do? Keep going with what you have. No, this isn't a thing. This is a... This is an in-between. This is a girl who can't make a decision hairstyle. Ooh. You know I can't make a hair decision when I start wearing my ponytail almost near my eyebrows. That's such a... Do you want, like, color? Yeah. Or do you want... I want to grow it. Like a weird color or like a... Like a... See, I think you should just do, like, a pretty biolage. Then we can be two white blonde girls. Who's going to watch that show? Nobody. We got to be one blonde and one quirky peach. 
That could happen. Ooh, Peach. That Corky Peach. Okay, you never said her name because oh, yeah. I got really worried. Her name about is myself. Kelly Peach. She's at Salon Benjamin. Meant to be a listener. Can Kelly? Can you make my hair peach? Waiting for a response. Are you good with that kind of thing? <laughs> She's listening right now. She's nodding. Um, Hit us up. Awesome. Thank you for the hair shout out. Yeah, it I looks to good. That. I really wanted to say that because she's a listener and I just wanted to thank her for helping me reach my blonder dreams. Really edging me out as the blonde one in the duo. <laughs> I think that if I went when brunette, we met, I would look was I blonde so and Italian. you were more brunette. Yeah. It's gone back and forth. But then it's I like saw a game of tennis. And I thought about like, oh, should I just go like black? I look like full on like uh, a character from The Sopranos with black hair. Nothing wrong with that. It's kind of hot, but then, like, I love this. Right. Ugh. She just pointed to her blonde hair. All right, we're going to get out of here. You, you guys, guys don't need to worry about this. How about, we, how about we present a vote? What should Steph do with her hair? And Kelly Peach, you're welcome to weigh in. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> All right. Um, check us out at So Retrograde on Instagram. And if you are so inclined, please do leave us a review on iTunes. That's uh, currency in the podcasting universe. So thank you and namaste listening. Love ya. Yes, that's a retrograde!